Welcome to the Your Inner Babe podcast, Set That Bitch Free. I have Morgan Raphael with me. That's how you pronounce it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Raphael. So I know you, I love you, but let's like talk about you. You're a blogger, you're a wellness writer, author. I saw that <laughs> recently. I was like, I love that. I love that too. And you're a social media connoisseur. I also want to say though, truly, that you're like one of the most articulate human beings I think I've ever met. Thank you so much. That's yeah. So and nice. I I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Like when I watch your stories or like even speaking to you in real life, sometimes I'm like, I have on camera training. I have a BFA in acting mm-hmm. and I like still can't turn it on like you can. So it's really impressive. But I want to know like a little bit more. Obviously, people who are listening want to know a little bit more about you. Like tell me a day in the life of Morgan, like morning routine, workout routine, evening routine. We can talk about Harlow if you want. <laughs> But yeah, your new apartment, all of that. Yeah, so recently I transitioned into my own studio apartment in a different neighborhood in Chicago. So I wake up to a glorious view. All I cared about was having an open space with really good natural light just so it could be a haven for me um, since I am now living alone for the first time ever. And it really has become that and I've been able to create a whole new routine revolving around that. So every morning I pretty much wake up and... First thing I do is ice roll. <laughs> I see <laughs> that. Everyone sees on my stories. It's literally the best eleven or twelve dollar investment you could ever make. It just feels really good and helps you deep puff in the morning. Um, so I start with that, and then I make celery juice and a matcha, and sometimes a smoothie. I tell you, my Vitamix gets a lot of use. Yeah, it was a impressive. worthwhile investment. <laughs> And then I really do, now I'm a little bit more flexible with work, so I work remotely, um, actually doing digital marketing for the business my mom works at, based in New Jersey. Um, I have a lot of roots there, and she works in, it's a non-invasive body contouring business, so slightly different than what I promote, but at the same time, same ideals go into it, so it works really well and coincides really well. But with that, I'm able to kind of sculpt my own routine and still get everything done, so there are some nights that I'm working at 8 p.m. or 7 a.m., but for the most part, I am loving working out in the morning now that it doesn't have to be the exact crack of dawn, but still Mm -hmm. the morning, Mm -hmm. so that I know I can go home, and I've already left the apartment. I sometimes feel like I'm too much of a hermit if I don't leave by a certain time, or if I'm in my pajamas till a certain time. Totally. So getting just out and getting active and getting my blood flowing really, really works for me. Um, And then from there, I kind of just grind it out with work. Um, the days that I'm more focused on blog stuff, you see me storing a lot more. And the days that I'm more focused on the other stuff, you won't hear from me that much. But that's kind of what the day looks like. And then I will usually whip up some sort of lunch for myself at home. And I love taking walks at night now, listening to new music. Music has been amazing for me in this transition. I have always loved music, but I think that I wasn't really the one that was the DJ of the house before. And now (laughs) I'm back to doing that. And it's been amazing how it really does fill the space for me. Um, it just kind of gives me like, almost like there's someone to relate to when you hear someone else speaking lyrics that really, you know, speak to your soul. So I've been loving music a lot. And then at night I really am like, take a bath with Epsom salts. I just, I make it very, it's not bougie for me at all. I make it a very everyday bath time situation. Although sometimes there's a candle or music on it's really for the most part, just bath salts, oil, and that's it. And then I watch a lot of TV at night. I've been trying to read more to avoid watching too much TV, but definitely working on disconnecting from technology. I don't have anyone to hold me accountable for that now. So I'm 
thinking about setting an alarm at a certain time to do that. But yeah, that's pretty much what my day looks like. I'm now that it's nice out trying to just get out of the house more and get things done, doing little grocery hauls throughout the week instead of one big one and just kind of, you know, exploring the city and doing things each day to keep myself busy and as productive as possible. Yeah. I mean, I just also want to paint this picture for everyone. So if you listen to episode one, you know that I'm sitting on the floor of my closet when I'm speaking to you guys. Um, Morgan's here with me on the <laughs> floor of my closet. I don't have a chic being bad yet, but we're working on it. But yeah, I love that. I, I mean, I'm obsessed with music too. I like we're similar in that I sense. I think we really do have similar taste mm-hmm. in music just by seeing what you share. Yeah. And I'm like a lyric snob to the max. So I totally agree. I can be a complete hermit during the day working from home and like music. I, I mean, I set little 10 minute blocks within my schedule to mm-hmm. like disconnect for a minute. Otherwise I'll go insane. And in those 10 minute blocks, like a lot of the time it's just me and music. So it is like a companion and it's like own. Mm-hmm. I love that. It's own little way. But thank you for sharing that. I'm sure people will be really happy to hear that you prioritize self-care for sure mm-hmm. from what it sounds like, but it's not bougie. Right. And I love that. I think that that's important. And um, that's when I, when I started But Undone, it really was to make an attainable approach to all things wellness, which includes self-care. And as I've kind of I'm evolving this, my dream is honestly to create some sort of self-care line someday. Ooh. So coming, who knows when. Let's put it out there. Yeah. Yeah. Manifesting for that, for sure. I love that. So I love asking people this. It's like how I start all my sessions actually as well. Um, And I start all the interviews like this too, but I feel like we're so programmed to focus on what's not going well day to day Mm -hmm. so that we minimize all that we've already done. And we just like magnify everything that we like think we have to do in order to be successful. So I would love to know what's going well for you right now? Like a few little things. It doesn't matter how little they are. I don't care like the size. I just think that if we disregard the little wins, it's 10 times less motivating. Mm -hmm. So what's going well? I would say that I really, you know, I just went through a breakup and have gone through a lot of transitions in terms of getting my new apartment. And I switched jobs recently and so much change has happened in just a few short months, but I feel more like myself than ever and just more fulfilled. And I can't describe it, but I just, my like heart beats a little bit differently. I'm just a lot happier. And so obviously that's a huge victory. I'm just feeling lighter on my feet and more like myself. I would say workout wise, I'm feeling like I'm in more of a groove and routine than ever. I feel stronger than ever. I'm recovering better than ever. I've been going to Delos therapy. And I want to hear about that actually. It's life changing. Really? It's truly. I didn't know what good recovery was until I went there. And now after the sessions, I... It's, I'm not even in pain anymore. It's just... Were you in pain before? So I've just been... I have really tight hips and okay. like piriformis and random muscles and mostly in my lower body and then neck and shoulders. And so when you first go there the first time, they... It hurts so good. That's a mm-hmm. concept. But you almost can't talk because it's so intense. And then by a few sessions later, you literally don't feel anything because they've already broken through that top layer. But what they do is break up the collagen that makes your muscles tight and almost makes it like a ball-like feel if you were to touch down on them. So it's just a whole new level of release. It doesn't exist anywhere else. It's completely homemade system that Mm -hmm. they created here in Chicago that hopefully will be taken more nationally someday because I think it should. But now I'm like, I can't imagine not having it. So, but it's helped me so much with my range of motion. I wake up the next day and I feel so much better. So definitely something that I've incorporated into a self-care ritual. And I mean, now I'm in a phase that I'm going regularly, but 
once you get to a certain point, you do more of a maintenance or it's uh-huh. like once a week and it's not such a huge commitment. But yeah, I would say that is making me happy. And then I think, honestly, I was afraid of not knowing what my future looked like. And now that I've embraced that, I'm really excited about mm-hmm. it. So I would say that's another win recently. I love that. That actually gave me a little like <laughs> energy boost personally. I mean, we're so young, both of us still, but like mm-hmm. when you were younger, would you say that you, you imagined your life to be what it is today? I personally thought I'd be on Broadway. Like I say that every single time I ask this question, but like, obviously I'm not on Broadway, but I wouldn't have changed my journey or my path for anything. So like, did you imagine little Morgan would be this Morgan? Yes and no, because I don't think I saw myself in wellness as much as I am, Mm -hmm. but every skill that I've ever loved or kind of, when I was little, I really wanted to be an actress Mm -hmm. one day or a singer, which was a horrible idea because I cannot sing, (laughs) but I just, I I enjoyed being more of a front facing person, definitely. And I kind of rotated that role a little bit in college, going into PR and advertising and learning more of the skills that you do behind the scenes. I went from wanting to be an actress to wanting to do broadcast journalism and then ended up majoring in PR and advertising, practicing advertising quite a bit for a little bit in my last job. And now all of those skills seriously cultivate into this career I almost have created for myself with the social media, the events, the advertising, the marketing, just talking to my camera phone every day. It's everything that I've ever enjoyed doing is now what I'm able to do. So mm-hmm. I'm so fulfilled in that way that since this didn't exist back then, I can't say this is what, how I pictured it, but it feels like I'm on the path I was supposed to be. Totally. I mean, even with me, I'm not doing anything what I ever thought that I would be doing. Whenever somebody asks me like, Oh, did you know you would be a coach? Like, did you know that this is what you would do? And I was like, hell no. If I was like, when I was 18, I never would have ever thought that this was what I was doing, but in a weird way, everything that I have done from the time I was little to where I am now has a through line. I feel like mm-hmm. if you trust the process and you trust your journey, like ultimately we all have that same through line, exactly. you know, in some, some way. But when did you personally start living your path to wellness? And then like, additionally, when did you jump into the social media game? <laughs> okay. So I have always loved wellness in the sense that I was raised by a dad who's a doctor and my mom is in holistic wellness. And she worked at a holistic chiropractor's office who now has the second business that I helped work for when I was, I think in high school. And at that point, that's when I saw her really taking care of herself after a divorce and really owning her worth and really inspiring me in that way. And she gave me a lot of wisdom to live by in that regard, but also would bring home some holistic practices with her. Like I started drinking almond milk instead. And all these things started happening when I was in high school, which was kind of young at the time that those things were still really new and kind of taboo. But then when I went to college, I was super into fitness, but we did a very work hard, play hard. Like I wasn't definitely balanced in a way, but not how I define balance now, but I was going out and enjoying myself, but then working out really hard too. It wasn't until I moved to Chicago and went on my own that I realized how wellness could really fulfill me and doing all these things could really fulfill me. And I felt like I started to lose myself a little bit because I wasn't enjoying working out anymore and I wasn't cooking and I wasn't doing all of these things that I saw myself doing at this point in my life when I was probably like 23. So the fall of that October, I kind of put my foot down and was like, I need to hold myself accountable to 
better myself and do something that's going to make me feel better and feel like my best self again. You know, I was looking back on spring break pictures from college and depleting myself that I didn't look like that anymore, which is, you know, what we all do and all should absolutely not do. It's in a very different place in my life then and I'm way healthier now and mindset and everything. But I joined Tone It Up, which is a community of women that is a digital nutrition and fitness regimen and a lot of people connect on Instagram. So I had my personal Instagram up until this point, but I was like, you know what, if I'm going to do it for real, I'm going to make an Instagram for it. So that January of 2017, I started posting on my Tone It Up Instagram, holding myself accountable, meal prepping for the first time ever. I tried it once before when I thought I was going to go paleo and I was like, absolutely not. This is way too much for me. It made it more approachable for me. And once I was in that world of wellness and seeing what everyone else was doing and putting out there, I saw where the white space was, was that there's a lot of, you know, bloggers out there that what they do is not something that everyone could do every day or everyone could wear every day. And a lot of it was helpful, but it was information overload in a way. There's so many, you know, certifications you could get. And I was like, I just want to be like an every girl that people can hopefully get resources from or knowledge from just by sharing my own personal experiences, even though I don't have certifications yet, which maybe down the line I will. But I really enjoyed sharing little pieces of myself and having people respond and knowing that it was helping even just that one person. And that really allowed me and made me want to keep going. And then I started taking photos and writing more and I just grew such a love for building out that platform and having the vision and actually having the power to make it what I wanted it to be. So I transitioned the Tone It Up Instagram into a blog April two years ago. So I just passed my two-year anniversary, which is very exciting. (laughs) Um, And so much has changed since just by putting myself out there and each day sharing a little bit of myself, a piece of myself and what I love. And the fact that people can relate to that is all I could have ever wanted. That's the best part of I mean, that's what I think the best part about social media is. It's affecting that one person. Mm-hmm. Where do you draw inspiration from? So I've been really into like the woo lately and quotes. So my Discover page is all interior design of like white homes with black finishes and bohemian rugs. I love that. That's what I'm into these days. <laughs> and then quotes. So a lot of, I follow like spiritual movement and spirit daughter and those types of accounts. And I shared so much of them when I was going through this transition because they helped me so much. And I wasn't even at this point sharing what I had gone through. People picked up on it, but I had so many people message me like, oh my God, thank you for sharing this because mm. you have, and I know you share a ton of quotes too. And they were just like this, you have no idea how much this helped me, how much I needed this today. And I was like, wow, damn, that's the message. That's the goal. Mm-hmm. Anything I share, whether I wrote it or not, if it helps someone, that's all I could ever want. So I would say those inspire a lot of captions that I get a lot. And then just going outside and t- putting in music, not looking at my phone, just escaping and looking out at the environment around me a bit has allowed me to connect further with the community and the city and that. I can draw a lot of inspiration from too. I love that. Morgan and I both live in Chicago and I mean, I, I live in this West Loop bubble, but today actually I went on a walk with my friend, took a Barry's class in the morning. We, she was like, will you walk with me somewhere? So we walked, we ended up walking like into the loop and I'm like never really in the loop. And I ended up walking back to like my car, which was in river North. And I walked over the river and I, I see you post about like see like walking on the river or whatever. Yeah, it's your path to soul cycle. (laughs) I don't have that path typically, but I like looked to my left and I was like, how do I live here? And I have not 
come here? Like, how do I not make this a priority? It is so inspiring. I couldn't agree more. I was like, it's beautiful. This is so fucking pretty. I live near the lake now. It's funny because when I, I used to live in Logan Square and I would walk to the 606 in Bucktown and then I moved to River North and I was going across the river, which I still do, but now I'm really close to the lake. So I've been walking to the lake on nice nights and just having that one place that you can escape to and put music on and not let any outside distractions bother you. And just getting fresh air really, really does help. And it makes me feel so much better. It kind of refreshes me if I'm like in a slump and just need to get out of the house. It's been really nice to have kind of that one place to go to each day. I'm really glad you also said that you started Bun Undone because there was like that information overload on social media. Mm -hmm. And I feel like people suffer from that a lot. That's actually what frustrates me the most about social media, but I'm curious, like, what frustrates you the most about social media? You love it. I know you do. I can Mm -hmm. tell. But what, if anything, frustrates you about it? I honestly think the comparison game, because Mm -hmm. I think, and there's still some people that I follow, and I'm like, why am I following this person? Like, they literally don't spark joy. It's like Marie Kondo Mm -hmm. of Instagram. You need to clean out your Instagram. But I think that I always say to people, like, yes, you can find someone to be the most inspiring, but if they, for some reason, don't make you feel like your best self, then unfollow them. I love, I literally just said this on a panel. I feel like there's such, there's like a negative connotation about unfollowing someone. You think that they'll know. And it's like, it's not about them. It's about you. If you're right. looking at their, if you're looking at their story, you're looking at their feed and something about it is not making you feel good. It's done. Exactly. And I think that it's, even if it's just, oh, you're comparing yourself to them because they started their weight loss journey when you did, and now they look totally different than you do. Whatever it might be. I started this year. It was my year of detox. It started with green circle wellness, digestive (laughs) health detox. Then it went into my more personal life. And now it is like, take that, take those same goals and bring them to social and just detox and clean up your social feed because you don't need to have that bring you down either. And if you are feeling lighter outside, you need to feel lighter, you know, in the digital space too. Mm -hmm. So honestly, my feed is what inspires me every day. And that helps me, you know, if I'm seeing everyone out there talking about this one specific event that happened that led them to feel a certain way, then I introspect and think about that and share my experience with it. And that's what I post for that day. So that's what you want. You Mm -hmm. want, you know, your audience to be your inspiration too. I love that. How do you want people to know that you're using your platform to personally spark joy for other people or inspiration or create change, honestly? The reason I have started to open up more about my breakup and stuff is because people are constantly saying to me, I can't get over how happy you are and how you've just had the right mindset during all of this. And truthfully, I, a couple years ago when I was commuting every day, I was involved in random like work drama, whether it was in my head or not. I was bringing that home with me and I was dwelling on it and thinking about it more. And I would be in my commute and I would be pissed off during my commute and traffic. And then I would get home and complain about work and the traffic and bring it down on, you know, my ex-boyfriend and whatever. And it was just a negative funnel. And I think that now that I have since shifted, I've learned the power of positivity. And honestly, it's almost like a fake it till you make it. When you put it out there, you feel it and it's magnetic and the more things come to you that are positive and it really does work that way. And I posted about that recently, but I think that I just hope people, if they don't get anything valuable, they at least get, you know, a little cheerleader on their Instagram feed that makes them feel better each day. And you can 
feel the positivity and just know that if you're going through something right now that you'll get through it and it's better on the other side because I just went through it, whether your situation's different than mine or not. So let's say that's what I hope for, um, whether in wellness or not, Mm -hmm. I want to, I aim to inspire and, you know, help provide positivity in every way I can. Well, I think you're beyond positive. What are, I mean, maybe some like tips, two tips on how to shift from positivity or negativity to positivity. I mean, obviously digital detox Mm -hmm. and prioritizing yourself, but like, what are two things you do aside from that that have really helped you that you think other people and people who are listening could benefit from? I would say connecting with people in real life. So making plans, I would be, so I am an extreme extrovert and in this move, my hardest part has been being alone. And I was getting to the point I called my mom and like 7 PM. Now it's a little later because of daylight savings. But when it got dark out, I was like, Holy shit, I'm alone. Mm -hmm. Like I am like, I've never felt this way before. It was just weird. Mm -hmm. I got not scared, but I've never been alone. I've never lived alone. I had a roommate before I lived with my boyfriend. So I just had to get used to that. So I would say making plans to keep yourself busy and constantly around others, especially if you're an extrovert and others energy helps you. I would say that that is one. And then my second tip is just, I always think about, so it's so easy, you know, to like share someone's story to someone and like judge them or, or it's so easy to pass negativity along. So I've started to think like, is this worth saying? Does this person need to know this? Does saying something negative or about myself or what just happened or them make it better? No. So why don't we just move on? That's one way of not dwelling on it. And just taking that two second reset to think like, is this worth sharing or can I move on from this and things will be better? Mm -hmm. Which one will have the better outcome? And I mean, sometimes you need to vent. So Mm -hmm. that is the answer. But I would say just giving yourself that time versus that impulse reaction that then becomes more reactive and emotional. It's kind of like what we learned when we were little. Like if you have nothing nice to say, don't say it. Exactly. It's like going back to that little mentality. I mean, like anytime I see that people shared my stories, like if I look at the analytics or whatever, I'm like, I wonder if people are being nice. Right. That's your prerogative if you don't want to be nice, but I wonder if you're being nice. Yeah. So it's, I like, really, it's a shame we have to think that way. Totally. I actually had this conversation recently when I interviewed Tiffany Louise, but her and I are in a similar space, I would say, on social media where we're both coaches. So I would never call myself a blogger. I, I don't think she would either. We would refer to ourselves more as like providers. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're going to provide you with what we're feeling or like coaching tips or stuff like that that we would utilize in client mm-hmm. sessions. But for you, like you're way more, I'll speak for myself, not Tiffany, but way more present on social and way more present at events and all of these things. Like how do you set boundaries also when it comes to sharing and what not to share? Like, do you ever find that you're making or that you're masking your actual feelings on Instagram to like maintain this image? So it's funny because I think that now that I'm single and don't have someone telling me what I should not share, I'm so much more of an open book. Mm. During the transition, I wasn't ready to open up yet. So I didn't. Um, it's funny because my birth chart shows that I'm like a double Scorpio and I like to leave certain things of mystery. So I guess I am more mysterious than I let on. But the only things I set boundaries in terms of sharing are like money, weight, anything numerical. Because I think that leads to the negative comparison and it triggers me and I'm not someone that normally gets triggered by things, Mm -hmm. but it does trigger me. And I think that that leads you to feel less than. So that's the only thing I really don't share. If someone personally is like, how much is your rent? I was looking at your building. Mm -hmm. 
send me a private message and like maybe I'll share something with you, mm. but like depending on what the question is. But it's just an interesting question. In general, <laughs> in, that was just an example. Yeah, no, but, no, no. But I don't doubt that someone asked that. <laughs> but in general, I am willing to share a decent amount and. I'm kind of having fun playing with those lines. There's other than those few things, there's not a strict line that I'm like this private versus that private. Um, yeah, I would say those two things and then any like intimacy related things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I like that. I think I struggle personally, which is like where this question even comes from. It's like, I struggle with the fact that if I'm having a bad day and I don't even mean just like a shitty day or I, or I could mean just a shitty day, but if I'm like in a funk or if something's going on or like even my personal green circle wellness journey, like I haven't shared what's going on with me yet because like I'm, I'm not comfortable or I'm comfortable, but I don't, I don't feel the need to let people in on that. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And so I feel like with you, I am so grateful for bloggers like you because I, I feel that you, you do do that. Mm -hmm. And it, it gives us all the space then to feel a little bit more, capable, you know, mm -hmm. to share. So that's why I was curious. But while we're on that Instagram versus reality situation topic, I worry with social media that we don't always see people's real feelings. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, most of the time I feel like it's it's people not ex it, it's people not showing exactly who they are and it's people being who they think that their followers want them to see. And to me that it wouldn't be that way if people just accepted themselves, flaws and all. 100%. I've actually had people ask me how to like differentiate themselves before. And I was like, truly, you are unique. Mm -hmm. Just be yourself. Like, totally. That is, if you own who you are, people react to that. Totally. So. And and I think that if we did do that, we wouldn't be stuck in what I like to call like this highlight reel epidemic mm -hmm. or like the comparison situation. So let's talk confidence, real confidence. It's my favorite conversation to have. I love talking to all different guests about this just because we have such different perspectives and beliefs. But what does it mean to you to be truly confident? I think it's honestly waking up every day, like looking in the mirror, regardless of what you look like and being like, I'm going to own this day mm -hmm. and just having the knowledge, the power, the drive to get it all done. So recently I've been feeling like, like that more than normal. I think now that I'm really adjusted into a routine, finally, I'm like, I know what's going on today and I'm just going to do everything the best that I can and allow that to fulfill me. It goes back to how you feel, not how you look. Mm. And when I am productive, I'm confident. And when I have a hard workout, I'm confident. And when I nourish my body, I'm confident. Mm. So it all goes back to doing things that fulfill me and fuel me in order to feel that confidence. Do you think it's something you can learn? I do. I think that it's very teachable. And I think because it comes in all different forms for different people. And I think it's really all interconnected. When I eat well, when I sleep well, when I do things for myself, when I prioritize myself, I feel my most confident. Mm -hmm. And there are some weeks that I'm like, I didn't really get that many groceries. And I have been staying up too late or doing all these things. And I feel meh. Mm -hmm. And it's like that completely correlates to confidence, even though you wouldn't necessarily think it does. Can you pinpoint your personal shifts, like when you became just unapologetically you? I would say, honestly, it was probably when I won like the Tone It Up Challenge that mm -hmm. I was like, I mean, and that was a transformation that was body inside and out. So it was, while it was, you know, an aesthetic appearance at one point, it was like, wow, I just did that. Mm -hmm. I just crushed those goals. 
I feel like more myself than ever. I proved that I could do it. And that was when I was kind of like, any goals I set from here, I'm going to make sure that I do. Mm -hmm. So it was holding myself to a standard from that point forward. Yeah, I love that. What are three lifestyle changes that you've had to shift, I guess, in order to then maintain the healthy mindset that you have when it comes to body confidence? Because obviously back then, or maybe that's where it started, but like, Mm -hmm. what have you had to implement day to day moving forward in order to maintain? So I think that if I, I always say if I didn't end up in Chicago, I think I'd be a very different person. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. I just don't think I would have found myself here quite yet, but I would have been at a job that I was settling for. Mm. And I think that that's because I lived a much more like party lifestyle in college and I would have much more slowly transitioned out of that. So I would say that I really have found an, like an affinity for hanging out with friends and doing things and being very social and busy during the day and unwinding at night. So I would say that that's definitely something that I've had to, in this transition, get rid of just to give myself more of that time to myself and give back to myself. And there's nothing wrong with going out. I honestly don't have that many friends here that do, which (laughs) makes it a lot easier. But when I do, I have a great time. But I think I'd set that boundary, but it wasn't on purpose. It just kind of worked out. Okay. I love that. So obviously we're all humans though. Right. And like, we're going to have bad days. Right. And that's totally fine. I think it's very easy to shame ourselves for being confident and then having a day where we're not and we are feeling like, eh. Yeah. But what are some things that you do for yourself when you realize that your self-confidence or body confidence is like lower than what you would call your normal? I think honestly, it's like not spending too much time in the mirror on that Mm, day. Totally. I mean, it makes a huge difference. Yeah. Also kind of an opposite thought is making yourself feel good by dressing up a little bit more. It's the days that I'm in sweatpants and no makeup that I'm like, oh, like I look at Instagram <laughs> stories and I'm like, why am I letting myself do this? Without a filter? You know, I'm owning it. But those, sometimes those days I'm like, I just, even if I put like a little bit of tin and moisturizer on or something, something like that helps you feel a little bit better. Um, just so you put, you're more put together mm-hmm. and you kind of, tell yourself that you're more put together, even though you're having a bad day. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I'm, I look good so I can feel good. So it's just kind of like a, wearing a costume and once again, kind of faking it till you make it, it has a realistic effect. You know, I think we're all good at over-exercising our bodies or like focusing on our appearance. So if we stripped away the costume, we took, a, took away ex- being able to exercise our bodies. Like how important do you think it is to have to exercise your mind? Oh, for me, it's, become so, so, so mental, especially something like soul cycle. I leave there inspired half the time to Mm -hmm. write my Instagram post because (laughs) they say something that really hits me and it's, it relates to everyone in the room, even though it's, you know, one bold statement. So I would say not just soul cycle, but in general, it's, I never thought of myself as an athlete growing up. I'm like kind of a spaz. I just never like, I didn't play on like my sports were so big in New Jersey where I grew up and I wasn't in sports and I danced, but I, felt shamed calling that a sport for Mm. some reason. And I cheerleaded, but not on a competitive team just in my high school. So, or middle school. So I never felt like I was at a level enough to consider myself an athlete. So now working out gives me that power that I've like taken that power back. And I'm like, no, I would be (laughs) first in gym class now. Like I'm going to make myself feel that way. So I think it's mental for me and just knowing that I've come into my own strength and learned what I'm really good at, but also it's just so much fun for me and I enjoy it. And it's, 
an escape. And if nothing else, it's a time to get out of the house when you work remotely. And from there, I do so many other things. So it keeps me productive and it keeps my mind busy and is truly an escape for me. And that's why I always say that I can't see myself working in fitness. Mm. I almost was a yoga instructor. I've thought about doing other things before and I just could not let myself bridge that gap. And I give so much respect for people that do because for me, it was like, this is, I cannot make this work. This is my escape from work. Mm -hmm. Totally. Do you have a mindfulness practice? Would you say, do you meditate? I really should do it more. Not as much as I told myself I would, um, when I moved, but I have been going to exhale floating meditation and it is a dream. And that holds me accountable to at least meditate once a week. (laughs) I do have an app that I'll do short ones once in a while. I just have trouble doing it for too long Uh at a time, but I would say, honestly, looking at like horoscopes and reading these quotes that I follow feels very mindful to me too. Totally. I think that people, and you said you should be doing it more. Like I, I don't think you should, should yourself. You know what I mean? I think it's like, you're totally right. I think it's more like mindfulness, just like self care looks different for everybody. So I totally agree. Like looking at quotes, reading quotes, journaling on quotes, whatever, listening to music, all of that to me is mindful. Mm -hmm. I just was curious if there was things that you did day to day that you were like, yeah, this feels mindful or this feels like a, like a, act of mindfulness. I would even say sometimes cooking feels that way. Yeah. Because it's getting away from your computer mm-hmm. no matter what and your phone no matter what other than like once you know like if you take a picture or something after but like during the cooking process you're able to almost be an artist in a way and create a plate of all different things and you're just like focusing on that one thing at that time and that is a good break from all the other stressors. So I would definitely say that. And then in addition to the other things I said, when I take walks on nice nights, that's definitely a mindfulness practice. And it's prioritizing yourself. Mm -hmm. Like I really focus with clients on the fact that if you prioritize yourself, then everything else can become strong. Mm -hmm. You know, it really starts with you. How else do you prioritize yourself? Like, cause you're busy. I mean, we're all busy, but like in the context of your life, how do you prioritize yourself? I think it's important to know when to say no. Mm. So I obviously go to a lot of events and say yes, but there are some days I'm just like, I cannot imagine going out tonight. I was at this event all day. I worked on blog content, whatever I did. I'm like, I just knowing when it's okay to say no and not feeling guilty about Mm -hmm. it. I think it's really important and it takes a lot of time. There's still times that I'm like, I feel so bad. I wasn't there. I didn't get a ticket to this thing. We can't be everywhere all the time. And that's you sharing and giving your energy to other people. And sometimes you need to be selfish and hold on to that for yourself. So I think that's really important. I love that. So actually you touched on this earlier and I wanted to bring it up, but I loved your post about how this year was the year you've kind of had to let a lot of shit go. Mm -hmm. What's the biggest sacrifice that you've had to make recently or along the way within your personal journey to success, I guess? I would say... I mean, honestly, like living on my own is hard and doing everything for yourself is hard, especially, I mean, I don't like to talk about like financials, but like it has been hard. And that's once again, like I, I use Bonandan to, it forces me to be positive sometimes and not in a way that I'm faking it because I will always be real with you guys when I'm not, or I just simply won't share it as much, Mm -hmm. but it has forced me to shift perspective into a more positive headspace when times are tough. And I've definitely, it's taken time for me to like find my groove. And now I'm like not splitting bills anymore (laughs) and doing it all on my own. And there is such 
an ownership and a worth and a reward to that. And it feels amazing now, but the first couple months were definitely, that was something that I had to sacrifice was almost just the comfortability of it all. Honestly. That sounds great. There is such an empowerment behind that. Yeah. Or a feeling of empowerment. I'm looking around my studio is small, but I'm like, this is all mine. Yeah. It's all yours. And like everything in that apartment is yours. Right. And every decision you make regarding that apartment or your day-to-day agenda, like is yours. Mm -hmm. It's a choice. We always have that choice and energy is contagious. And like your energy is so contagious. So thank you. Thank you. Because I can be having a shit day and look at your story and be like, She's so positive. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to like, I'm going to follow suit. But another thing, and, and I love this part of my interviews is that to me, rawness, realness aside, rawness is like the most attractive thing to me in a person. Mm-hmm. And I feel maybe it's because it's really hard to find these days because everything is filtered. So the real goal of this part of our, our little chat is to unfilter it a bit. I mean, mm-hmm. you've been unfiltered, but this is like a spitfire situation where I want you to just kind of answer okay. what comes to mind. No judgment. If something comes out of your mouth, you can be curious and be like, hmm, Morgan, interesting. <laughs> but like, I'm I, scared. <laughs> no judgment. But how would you describe the feeling of being in love with yourself? Like in one word. It's freeing. Mm. I feel like I've been saying to people recently because I feel it more than ever. I have like bubbles in my chest, like in my heart. It's a literal feeling of butterflies, but not the ones in your tummy. It's the ones in your heart. I mean, you say butterflies. It's it's just free. Yeah. I love it. It's this closet. It's the universe. What title would you give this chapter of your life? Glow up. (gasps) I love that. I love that. Explain. So it's coming into yourself and it's like an evolution basically. Mm -hmm. But I would say a glow up is like you're growing up, but in a way that's making you shine more. Mm. So I just like the phrase glow up. Because you love yourself. Right. And once you love yourself, you fucking shine. Mm -hmm. I feel that. Is there anything that you're honestly trying to still prove? It can be to yourself or it could be to others. I think that I can make this a full-time thing Mm -hmm. because I really am. That is the ultimate goal goal is to whatever this turns into, whether it's the self-care line, more events, whatever it is, I think that having the world know that this is a legitimate hard job and I'm working really hard every day to fulfill my passion that's a really not conservative, not traditional route for a career and proving that it is just as hard and can be just as rewarding as a corporate job. Totally. And people, haters message me all the time. Do you even have a real job? I'm yeah. Like, people don't really understand it. And I've had, yeah, that's where I've had haters too. And mm-hmm. it's like, you don't have to clap back, but this is the way that I would want to prove to totally. that it's, it is a very real thing. I love that. What's something that you take for granted? I think just how amazing the community is and just sometimes it's, you know, at events and gatherings, you realize once again, how amazing they are. But when I actually take the time to think about every day, the people that I interact with, it's like, damn, these people are listening and they are open and they want to learn and everything about the connections I make is valuable to me. And sometimes I'm just so used to it Mm -hmm. and I don't ever want to feel that way, but I would definitely say that 
I don't take it for granted, but I could be more consciously aware of it, I guess. Utilize the, the community more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, what we take for granted is the things that we're lucky enough to have. Exactly. You know? What are three things that you love about yourself? I would say my ability to make fun of myself. I would say my natural inclination to put myself first. And I think that that started happening in my relationship. And that's why he was like, <laughs> it probably wasn't working out because I already was like on my own path. But that once that shift kind of happened, I've just been able to follow that and carve out time for myself very easily. And it's become very much a part of my daily regimen. And then I would say the fact that I've just always loved taking care of myself in the sense of doing like practicing good skincare and just like physically taking care of myself with like working out and just prioritizing my body. Love that. See, like we didn't talk about physical appearance. I mean, we could, I could tell you a million things about you that I think are amazing physically, but like, I love that you just, I love that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And last, my favorite question of them all, who is your inner babe? So I would say my inner babe is everything I wanted her to be when I was younger. So taking that girl that didn't consider herself an athlete and showing that she can push a 380 pound sled or whatever it may be. And just constantly proving myself through my hard work inside the gym, at my desk, whatever it may be. And just letting that shine and truly proving that if you do what you've always wanted to do and you fulfill your dreams, you have the power to create something for yourself. So I, I mean, I've always been someone that dives in head first, but my inner babe has always, she's just gone for it. And I've let the things that I could have held back on, I've released my inner babe and just let those things happen. And I've gone for it and it's all coming back to me because of it. It's magnetic because I'm letting it happen. So I think that holding on to things that you're passionate about and not releasing them is could be damaging and I think really honing in on those and letting them happen the rest just works itself out how it's meant to obsessed you really set your bitch free yes I have. <laughs> she's free she is free and thriving <laughs> she's glowing up and she's glowing up so thank you so much Morgan for being here with me thank and you like so much. in my actual closet on the floor it's beyond I glamour. Have it any other way. <laughs> I love. I loved having you, and thank you all for listening. I'll obviously see you back, or not obviously, but hopefully see you back next week for another episode. But I just want to remind you that the inner babe, she's inside you. You already have her, so just keep tuning in to find her, and I promise we'll set that bitch free. This episode was produced by Dante32.